Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this show provides content curation as a service with a focus on the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, and each episode is either a curated summary of what I've discovered in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 190. Starting off security news, there are some seriously nasty Windows RDP bugs still out there. And if you have RDP facing the internet, you want to make sure you are patched. And even better, try to get the RDP off the internet and replace it with VPN as soon as you can, although you're probably already trying to do that. A huge survey of firmware security has found virtually no improvement over the last 15 years. People seem to be surprised by this, but it's exactly what I would have predicted based on my analysis on why we still have insecure software, which is basically for most people not in the industry, our current state is actually fine. Everything is working perfectly and there's no real reason for people to change yet. Once people start getting hurt and dying, that will absolutely change pretty quickly. NYPD has over 82,000 people's DNA in a database and the program has little visibility and oversight. And a lot of people are concerned about that for a good reason. Basically, anyone interacting with the department uh, for whatever reason, or if they're part of an investigation where they ask to get DNA from the person, it's, it's all just going into a database, and there's not really anyone looking over that. Texas has been hit by 20 different ransomware attacks against government agencies. It's obvious at this point that smaller government jurisdictions are very often some combination of like insecure, underskilled, and understaffed, and willing to pay things. To, to keep things running. And attackers have figured this out, and that's a problem because now they're just going after more and more of these small governments and they're getting paid. It's, it's lucrative and they're taking advantage. Google wants to reduce the lifespan of HTTPS certificates to one year. I think this might be a good idea. I think there'll be a lot more outages <laughs> for people who don't have good asset management on their certificates, but I like the idea of a bad certificate being issued only lasting for a year as opposed to going longer. A biometric security company called Suprema publicly exposed millions of people's information, including names, fingerprint data, and photos. And yeah, it's a security company around biometrics. I assume it's like authentication hardware or something like that, or hardware or software, and not actually securing biometric data because that would be sad. Palantir is valued at over $20 billion and has at least 29 active contracts with the government, including all four branches of the military, ICE, Border Patrol, and Homeland Security. It also has numerous contracts with police departments throughout the United States. This is a company, Palantir, that I'm in awe of in like the purest original sense of the word. It's a combination of wonder, respect, and fear. Like it, the stuff they're doing is really exciting. Uh, it has a lot of potential to help people, and it's just so much potential to just be used to really, really control populations and harm populations. I uh, really, really hope that there's some smart people with good ethics somewhere trying to uh, keep a handle on this. Advisories this week, Windows RDP, already talked about. Adobe, as per usual. Patch Tuesday was recently uh, SAP had a whole bunch of critical vulnerabilities, so if you have SAP, you want to check that out. And 
company-wise, Cloudflare has filed for an IPO. Technology news, Polarity just raised $8 million to monitor people's screens continuously and provide enrichment and context to what they're looking at. So imagine you're just, it's watching actually what's being displayed like text or videos or whatever. And it's like, I believe it's like doing research in the background and then giving you like rollovers or pop-ups on the things you're looking at to provide context. I think that's cool, but I also worry a little bit about um, anytime something's monitoring everything, like, okay, how's it, how often is it parsing it? What is it looking at? How's it know to mind its own business at certain times? And where are all those feeds being stored, right? There's just a lot of questions that need to be answered for that, but it seems pretty cool. Uh, Amazon is evidently mobilizing an army of employees called ambassadors to talk about how much they love working in Amazon warehouses. This could either be really bad or really good. I, I, I think if it's going to be bad, though, it, it would look something like an employee who's miserable and hates their life, but the only thing keeping them from like being homeless was their job, which they actually still hate, right? So they hate the job, but they really, really need the job. And then their boss comes to them and says, hey, you've been given an opportunity to talk about how much you love this job publicly, right? I mean, what are you going to say? You're going to say, yeah, absolutely. I would love the opportunity. Thank you so much for picking me. And then you get on Twitter, talk about how much you love your job. And I don't know, something about that just rose me the wrong way. It's like, I don't know. It feels Orwellian where you're like, you're supposed to grin and sort of chant and raise the flag when you actually don't believe it. Now, I, I don't know that's the case, right? I don't, I don't have insider information here. So maybe these ambassadors are actually just really loving it. And maybe some warehouses are good and others are bad. And it really depends on the manager. Um, I don't really have an insight into that, but I could see very clearly what an unhealthy version of this would look like. A company called Narrator is graduating Y Combinator this week, and their offering is basically data science as a service. Their pitch is that you get a data science team for the price of a data science analyst. I'm really curious how this would scale, but I'm definitely intrigued, you know, to see see how they do. And evidently, they already have some customers and are looking to get more. And they did graduate from Y Combinator, so I mean, that's that's something. Um, I've, I've always thought this would be super useful to be able to do just seemed like um, the problems for each company would be so different and the challenges of, you know, building a, like a data lake for them would be so different. But I think that's kind of their approach is to um, have some sort of universal, you know, plumbing that they could use across these different companies, even though you're answering different questions. Uh, the PlayStation 5 will supposedly have like nine teraflops of graphics performance. That sounds spectacular. And Automatic, the parent company of WordPress, bought Tumblr for $3 million, which is, someone mentioned, is like the price of a house in San Francisco. And of course, Yahoo bought it for $1 billion before doing exactly what everyone knew they would do, which is ruin it. Do the business folks over there take classes on how to light money on fire? Seems like they do. Human News, a startup called Globe is trying to get people to rent out their living rooms for short periods of time. I love this idea, and I wrote a piece about the bigger picture of it, um, something like experience as a service. And the idea was if you have a house and it sits facing like the ocean, um, you could just 
put that on whatever, on, on the uh, sharing app or the experience app or, or whatever it will be called. And um, you, you could just be driving down the coast and say, hey, I would love to, you know, go into a house and sit and look outside the window for, you know, five hours. And so it's like Airbnb, but for everything or Uber, but for everything. Um, and a lot of people are doing this, but for everything or that, but for everything. But I think this Airbnb slash Uber thing, it's basically any cool experience that you, that you would like to have or that you can offer becomes for sale in a micro form. So if you're a great conversationalist or, you know, you're good looking and you like to hang out with people. I mean, they have this in Japan as well, where it's like, um, you could pay just to have a, um, a significant other. So like when you go to a wedding or a funeral or something, I think mostly weddings, you show up with this person who everyone's just like, Oh, that's great that they're with someone and Oh, they're really well-spoken and attractive and well-dressed or whatever. So that's a thing in Japan, right? But you could do it for lots of different stuff. Tennis partner, um, a nice view of the ocean, um, borrow my Porsche for, you know, four hours, do whatever <clears throat> in a short time scale to have whatever experience that you're looking for. And I think that really is kind of the future of where all this Uber of everything or Airbnb of everything is going. It's like, if you have anything to offer, a nice bookshelf, um, a set of comics, whatever it is, all those things become microservices that you can then offer to the world. And that includes your personality and your looks or your sense of humor or whatever it is. All right, Dasani is introducing aluminum packaging to address the plastic problem. Don't we then get an aluminum problem? I guess aluminum doesn't leak. I guess that's the issue. Uh, insurance companies are paying cops to investigate their customers which this is exactly what dystopian sci-fi predicted, right? The corporate insurance moguls wielding the law to keep the population in line, uh, meaning making them money. And if you add in the optional or soon to be compelled, most likely, or, or almost compelled, but still optional, wearable usage, right? Um, you basically have like a self-written Black Mirror episode. So it's like all state or progressive, somebody said, you know, put this thing in your car and you'll get uh, better insurance. But um, what happens if you don't put it in your car and you make a claim and now they just send the cops after you because they don't believe you? Um, and, and I'm not saying there aren't legitimate reasons to, you know, investigate insurance fraud. But when big business is using the actual cops to to litigate or, or sort of manage their own risk, that, that just seems... Super freaky. A new study shows that having kids does actually make you happier, but only after they're grown up and out of the house. So I guess that's, what, 20-something years? 18 years? We'll call it 20. And they're the best 20 years that you have. Anyway, I, I could see how it could be worth it, but also seems high risk. Hong Kong versus China protests have spread globally. Um, some really big ones in Vancouver. Why did I say that? It's Vancouver. Vancouver. Goodness. Uh, two separate gun studies by the FBI and the CDC show the best way to reduce gun violence is to not allow access to people with a history of violence. Man, I really could have saved them a ton of money on this. Seems kind of obvious. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's good research. It's confirming what we know from common sense. But, um 
they basically said that universal um, background checks is like number one. Um, and there were a couple of other laws. It, it's good that these different groups are agreeing on what the common sense actually looks like because there's already lots of agreement that we need to implement common sense, but you, you need to actually specifically call that out. Ideas, trends, and analysis. The difference between data information and intelligence. This is a piece that I just wrote. I'm also re releasing a standalone episode on it uh, right after recording this. So that should be out now as well. Uh, Gen Z jobs, job seekers are starting to submit resumes with photos, illustrations, and other types of personalized art, including like emojis. I'm actually kind of a fan of this. People need to try to stand out in different ways. And I like being individual, you know, um, although I still prefer doing it in more of a traditional way, uh, which is like through, um, you know, really good, strong tip, uh, typography and like a good summary of like where you stand and what you're into and what your projects are. So I, I think a good summary, like a LinkedIn summary, which is basically my resume at this point is the be better way to go with this. Um, but good typography as well. You should check out the uh, Matthew Butterick's article on resumes. It is fantastic. It shows the same resume in two different formats, like an old school, like crappy format from like office 97 or something. And then an actual, like, well put together using his fonts with good typography. And the difference is staggering. So that, that's the way I like to roll it. But uh, I don't know. A lot of people would be inclined to see one of these resumes and just be like, oh, gross. It's a Gen Z person. Um, this is, by the way, the, the generation after millennials. Uh, so young people today are, are Gen Z, not millennials. Just to let you know, millennials are older. They're in their, like, mid-30s and stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be put off by seeing something like that um, as, as long as it was done tastefully and professionally. Uh, discovery. Email to phone number. This is a scary looking tool, brilliant tool that uses password reset prompts and various other services to go from email to a phone number. And the, the way this works, it, it's crazy. And I'm linking to a um, YouTube video of, of a demo. It's crazy. Uh, generating personalized word lists for password attacks using NLP and Eyeballer, a ML tool for analyzing and classifying pen test screenshots. So imagine just this uh, machine learning algorithm looking at images and telling you, oh, this is a login form. Oh, this is a uh, whatever, a password form. So uh, really cool. Uh, notes. So the Unsupervised Learning Book Club, which is uh, part of membership, and part of this uh, Slack channel as well is going really great. And currently on book number two, which is called Range, and uh, going to be talking about that next weekend on a live session. If you're not in the Slack channel yet, head over to the member portal and get in there and participate. Uh, looking forward to having you in the conversation next weekend. Uh, I'm still working on my unique approach to doing product security um, or product, sorry, product discovery in the show. So Black Hat basically got me sidetracked and then had comm flu for the week, which I still sort of have. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, comm flu was bad this year. Plus there was measles. Uh, got a bunch of people got emails from Black Hat saying if you were here or here or here, you know, there was act active person with measles while you were there. So that's no fun. But I don't think I have that. I think it's just comm flu. But um, yeah, this product discovery thing, it's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm basically going to surface the coolest stuff from all over the internet 
uh, in terms of like uh, small little gadgets, cool services you could use, stuff that you probably won't see anywhere else or too many other places. And uh, some of them uh, I'm hoping to get paid for, uh, but some of them I'll just surface and won't even try to get paid for, or some I'll try to get paid for and I won't, and vice versa. So it's not going to be an actual sponsorship because they're not going to be able to say uh, what I'm using to promote it. So I might just read a sentence. I might say nothing, but, oh, you should check this out. Like, it's all going to be up to me based on what I think the the readers and listeners want and, and you know, would get use out of. So it, I'm basically building the service as with the newsletter and podcast in general as the thing I wish I had, right? Um, basically, I, I wish I had this service because um, I would absolutely subscribe to it independently to find these cool products. And I guess there are a couple of things out there like that, um, like those different boxes that people send out. Um, and I don't know, I can't remember some of the blogs that have like cool men's clothing or like cool men's gadgets or whatever, but I'm going to try to do it across all tech and um, gadgets and artsy things and pens and belts, whatever, just whatever comes across the feed. I'm still trying to figure out the algorithm for creating that that uh, discovery. But uh, if you have any ideas about that, let me know. And hopefully that section will be in the newsletter and show soon. And I also just got two of the new 5K 27-inch LG monitors, which are super bright and super crisp. Um, better monitors are one of the things I'm always willing to spend money on because to me, it's always worth the money to, to just have clearer text, you know, better viewing experience. I had a couple of 4K monitors before, and it wasn't the crispness that was a problem. It was actually the uh, the brightness. It, it's just they were they were really dim, and uh, it, it wasn't great. And I think the last monitor I'm going to get for a while is going to be the Pro Mac monitor, which is like I can't believe I'm saying this. It's a six thousand dollar monitor, and I think it's like with a stand, it's like seven thousand dollars, and then there's like a surface that you can put on it for matte finish which is like another $900. So it might be like an $8,000 monitor and it's 6K in resolution and uh, very bright. And uh, yeah, it's, oh yeah, 32 inches instead of 27. These are 27s. So I think I'm going to have that one in the center and have the two 27s that I already have now that I just got this weekend on the sides. And I should be done with monitors for quite some time um, if I get that set up. I'm also going to be getting a Mac Pro, the new Mac Pro with crazy graphics in it, um, so I can play a whole lot of Diablo 3 and uh, Diablo 4 when that eventually comes out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the hardware update. And recommendations. All right, you want to download and get your loved ones to download this application called What Three Words. Very strange name, What Three Words. It has... This thing is so crazy. It, they have created, the creator of this thing has, has built a three-word tag for every three-meter square location on Earth. So three-meter square, that's a pretty small little section of, of the ground, right? Um, so you can share this with anyone who's trying to find you. So if you're trying to meet them at a concert, if you're trying to you know, get picked up by the fire department, you want to tell the EMS, this is huge with uh, first responders and like, emergency response people. Um, they really 
advocate people downloading it because you, you don't need a cell, cell connection. You just need an internet connection. Um, well, to be able to send it, you do. Um, and then, of course, the GPS gives you the, the three words. So what's crazy about it is the three words are very simple words. It's like car face dog. I guarantee, I'm pretty much guarantee you car face dog is an actual location on Earth. And w those three words point to a tiny little three meter square location on the planet. And just because of all the math things, only 40,000 words were needed to be able to build these three word combinations to be able to cover the entire planet. And that, that includes on the water. So that's, that's a math problem for you. But um, that's what they did. And that's what the app does. So at, at any given moment, you can have someone pull up their, their location. And you could just um, get those three words, you could type those in. Um, of course, they could just send you the location as well. And you can get uh, taken to their exact location. Uh, I think the person used to be a music organizer, like a band roadie or, I don't know, in a band or something like that. And uh, he was always having trouble finding people at a venue. So that's where he had this idea. And I think that's when he built it. So uh, cool idea. Definitely uh, download it and tell other people about it. Um, and the aphorism for the week, be as you wish to seem, be as you wish to seem, Socrates. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget that the show is both a podcast and a newsletter. So you can get more information about everything you just heard by subscribing to the newsletter or reading the blog posts for each episode. Also keep in mind that I do the show weekly, but if you're not a member, you're currently only getting every other odd-numbered episode. And if you want to get every episode of the podcast and newsletter, you can become a member at danielmiesler.com slash subscribe for less than a latte per month. Being a member will also get you access to the subscriber area of the site, which is the home for all previous member episodes, as well as other types of premium and experimental content. I'll see you next time.